Welcome to the dance house. 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 Welcome back, dance house listeners. This is Hannah. And today we have someone super special. We have Kristen from Acrodemics with us today. Hey. Hello. And we are going to talk today about her new acro syllabus called Acrodemics. Um, so let's talk about you. Tell us some stuff about you. Okay, awesome. Um, so I started dancing and taking gymnastics as a young child. And as I was growing up, I really, really found my, my passion for acro as I started taking that in the studio. I found that it was really the perfect combination between dance and gymnastics as well as had a lot of its own very individual aspects to it that were very different from anything else I had ever seen or done before. So that's really where my, my love for the style developed. Um, from there, I actually started out by assisting classes when I was younger and I started my coach in training uh, program at a local gymnastics facility. Uh, from there, I went on and got certified to be a gymnastics coach. And by the time I was 15, I was uh, teaching my own competitive acro classes at the studio that I was uh, teaching at at the time. Awesome. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I moved on from there and I actually went to university and studied kinesiology as well as um, fitness and health promotion. So I have my bachelor's um, in science in kin, as well as my diploma in fitness and health promotion. And I think that really, really helps and makes a difference. Um, I've learned so much just in terms of the anatomy of the, the body and um, the body biomechanics. And it's really just opened my eyes and even broadened my knowledge and my perspective of how to safely and properly and effectively implement um, conditioning as well as stretching and flexibility training um, into all of our training as as acro dancers. Wow, that's great. Thank that's you. That's great, holy. Yeah, that, I think that's so important as being able, as an acro, even so as what, a gymnastics, um, as any kind of trainer really. Acrodemics. Um, so it all kind of started when I started realizing how difficult it actually was to find um, acro teachers in general, but then acro teachers who are actually qualified and knowledgeable about what they're talking about. And um, between getting, you know, offers and and whatnot myself to try to come out to different places because th so many people were looking for that. Um, people were also coming to me asking me if I knew of other people, if I knew of people in different areas. And it's just this really broad thing that's happening um, all over Ontario and Canada. Um, but I also find specifically in a lot of the smaller towns or the smaller geographical areas because there's not as many people who are like coming right out of university in Toronto, for example, um, looking for those types of jobs. So I really wanted to set up a program where I can actually travel to some of those um, smaller towns, obviously, as well as holding them in the bigger cities, um, but really getting people out so that if there aren't people 
already in the area that are qualified to teach acro and to do that job, then we can take people who are already teaching, who are already at those studios, and train them how to build their own acro programs within the studios that they're already at. Awesome. And we, for those of you that don't know, we are in Toronto right now, but there are <laughs> 10,000 small towns around us that are seem close, but it's, it's hard to find teachers. Absolutely. I teach at a studio that's 25 minutes north from here, and we cannot find anybody to sub ever. A hundred percent. And that's the thing is a lot of people in Toronto don't drive yes, either. Yeah. So it's either I can get there easily by transit or, or it's I not can. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to be paying me more to travel there. Exactly. Anything. Yeah, it's, I think that's so cool. Um, so I am also an acro teacher. I'm like dying to talk to you today. I'm so excited because <laughs> Love it. this is what I talk to with people all the time but it's never people that you know (laughs) like you so it's good um so I wanted to talk to you about the importance of qualified acro instructors for your kids so uh, if you are a teacher listening if you are a parent listening if you are a studio owner listening (coughs) pardon me it's I want you to listen to this part (laughs) because having having somebody who is qualified versus having somebody who is unqualified, I think makes a big difference. So let's talk about some of those points. Yes, it definitely, definitely makes a big difference. Um, Of course, the first thing that everyone's mind always jumps to is just the safety aspect. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely the main overriding thing and the thing that I really wanna drive home and I always want to make the main point is that as much as you may understand what they're supposed to be doing if you don't actually understand how to properly teach it and implement it and spot it for that matter um, as well as how to just properly explain it to those kids um, then it's really just setting them up for injury which is obviously the opposite of what we want in dance in general Um, and that I mean could be um overuse type injuries so they're just doing something wrong over and over and over and over again and it just causes strain until something finally happens that they're no longer able to use that properly Um, or that can come from acute injuries so someone not understanding how to spot an aerial properly and someone rolling their ankle when they land because of it and as much as it may not seem like as much of a problem as I really think it is, I see it so much, whether it's just um, in dances at competition or people that are posting things on Instagram. And there are a lot of things happening that are very scary from from scarials. Yes, scarials, exactly. <laughs> and they're uh, they're very nerve-wracking from a bystander's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely hear you. Um yeah, safety obviously needs to be the number one concern. Always. And safety sometimes is put on the back burner just so that, you know, a kid can can try something. A hundred percent. And I find even sometimes with teachers who are fully qualified, you know, they want that extra push. They want that skill in that dance. Um, so, so they push for it 
and it uh, it ends up getting getting a little scary there rather than taking the extra time and letting them train it and really develop it properly and waiting until you know the following year maybe to put it in their solo or or whatever it is yeah yeah absolutely um so with that being said my next point here is is understanding the process of learning tricks rather than unsafe quick tricks which is a big tongue twister this again is something that I am constantly explaining to parents. Absolutely. And to kids, but mostly to parents, right? <laughs> you know, I as a teacher, I always have at least one parent who will come in and say, you know, my 7-year-old really wants to learn an aerial this year. She's never taken acro before or dance in her life, but, but she'll be fine to get it. She'll this get year, it, right? right? This year, if you're going to teach her acro, she'll have her aerial. And that's always like the in my inner my inner monologue is always like, oh man, like <laughs> I, I, it got to the point last year where I had to physically with white, with like a whiteboard marker on the mirror, like, you know, the evolution of man. <laughs> yes. Thing? I did. Here's how we start our, our cartwheel preps. And here's how we're going to keep evolution of aerials. the evolution of the aerials. I love it. And that visual, finally, the kids were like, oh, okay. And then I started using that because I was like, okay, well, if you can't do that, we're definitely not going to move on to that. Absolutely. That. Which I think is, it's, that's, that's the process, right? 100%. There has to be a process. And or... that usually, like that one also is my, my main example. It's yeah. always the top one there. Everyone always wants their aerial, which I understand. Um, but I've also seen so many times people have gotten their aerial because that's what it is. They let them go in, they run all the way across the room and then throw this aerial at the end and they finally make it one time without putting their hands down and then they never do their aerial again because it's not consistent when you're not actually learning to do it properly and developing not only the muscle, the strength, the power, but the actual movement pattern. When you're not building any of that, your body doesn't understand how to do it and although you might be able to whip it out once or twice from the momentum of sprinting across the room, that's never actually going to develop, or very rarely is that ever actually going to develop into the type of skill that we actually want to see in our nice controlled acro movements and, and choreography. Same thing with the trampoline aerials. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we always have to fix trampoline aerials. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, the, I, I mean... The process is the most, probably the most important part of acro is that it's not something that, unless you are like incredibly gifted, you're not going to come in the first day and be amazing at it. Absolutely. It, it doesn't work that way. So I think just keeping that in the back of your mind as a teacher, as a parent, as a studio owner, and as a, as a student really is the, the biggest one. We need to make sure that we are all understanding that it is a process and trust your teacher with your process. <laughs> You know, if your teacher says, maybe don't try that at home yet because you're not ready by yourself, let's not do that at home yet because you're not ready by yourself. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have written a syllabus, correct? I have written a syllabus, yes. Excellent. Um, so bringing this into an acro program at your studio, mm-hmm. What are the biggest benefits that you see in following a syllabus? Yeah, so um, it can really make a big difference for a number of reasons. Um, So one of them just being, if you do have acro teachers 
who are coming from a gymnastics background rather than an acro background or someone who is a dance teacher but never necessarily did acro and they've you know taken their certification um, but they're starting basically from the beginning then it's a really really good starting point it's a really good place for them to start and to actually be able to build from and know what their end goals are know where they're going um, on top of that the syllabus is really full of things that are unique to acro so you'll find things in there that again like i said you won't see in gymnastics you won't see in other styles of dance um, so having this syllabus not only gives you those different types of additional skills and transitions and variations for you to spice up your choreography um, and whatever that is it gives you again that sort of healthy progression from one set of skills into the other so as your students are learning their flight skills for example they have their their variations on their walkovers and things that they can be working on so that we're not just again driving those aerials and handsprings for example when they're not necessarily ready for it so these syllabus are just this complete overriding guide that will basically take you step by step where your students are going from the beginner level up to the advanced level and that includes the conditioning exercises to get them there um, the flexibility and stretching exercises that i do with my students um, and then obviously proper progressions of the actual skills themselves and um, spotting techniques to refer back to and all of that awesome that's great and i think that's as a teacher that's sort of like a backup as well, right? When we get those questions from parents, you know, when, when's my kid gonna get her aerial? You have something to present to them. Absolutely. And say, you know, this is, this is what we're following. This is a proven method. It's, you know, I don't, I don't wanna hurt your kid. I don't want your kid to get hurt. <laughs> I want your kid to have longevity in their body, which is something that sadly, this next generation of dancers that we're seeing all over Instagram, like folding themselves in half and like popping their hips out i'm like that's cool but by the time you're my age you're gonna have arthritis in 19 spots yeah so it looks nice but yeah and that's something that like even that something i'll use an example as like hyperextension, and that's something that as as a seasoned vet as you are with like kinesiology and you know you know how bad hyperextension is absolutely and that's something that in acro people have been glorifying yeah has been ignorantly blissful in that people aren't aware that it's literally tearing your tendons like crazy and it looks very nice because the lines that you're able to create through hyperextension are crazy absolutely um and the thing you have to understand with that as well is that there are certain aspects to it that aren't even um for a beneficial aspect um like if someone just naturally has hyperextended elbows and i bring that one up because i do also um and then that's something that you actually have to to work on and to work with because it's really important that you're lining your bones and your joints up properly um because if you're constantly pushing yourself into that hyperextension then you're actually causing that additional strain and a lot of extra stress and pressure on those joints yeah um, and in terms of exactly like you said, those just those contortional movements and stuff, 
those things will come very naturally to some people, which is awesome. And we definitely have to recognize that that is not everyone and they are not meant for everyone and that is okay. If you have people that are extremely flexible dancers and, and that's their strong suit, then awesome. Use that safely to their advantage. Um, but forcing a stretch and trying to force flexibility is A, usually counterproductive to you and B, probably one of the worst things that you can do for your students. Yeah, yeah. the long-term effects I don't think are worth it. No, they're definitely not. And that's the thing, if you really are the person who's looking out for your students and you want them to have long-term success, even you know theoretically after they've left your studio, then these are the things that you need to start taking into consideration. Yeah, for sure. I am a first-hand this didn't happen at my studio this happened at home because I did not listen to anybody <laughs> but I used to force stretch my oversplit at home and you know I was the one sticking my toes underneath the piano and you know like doing all right. the force stretch because that's you know what I thought all of the professionals were doing so but I have a bad hip now like every time that I crack my hip or sorry every time that I like stand up my hip cracks and I don't even know where it is in my hip that's cracking <sighs> but it's one of those injuries that shouldn't have happened and it's because of the overstretch that I was doing yeah and yeah now I'm a I'm a walking talking you know <laughs> I am proof of that absolutely <laughs> it's not worth it in the long run <laughs> and that's one that I see a lot and you know when you start seeing that in young dancers that they're having hip problems and and everything already at this young of an age it uh, is definitely becoming an issue so that actual slow progressive you know, safe way to stretch and increase the flexibility in your students is definitely the way to go. I know it's not always the quick fix that people are looking for, but that's definitely the route that you want, want to take. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this, this question is basically already answered itself, but um, what do you think sets academics apart? Yeah, um, so I know there are other... Um, courses and certifications and workshops that you can take, which is awesome. I, I absolutely love that. I am all for the just getting more knowledgeable and qualified teachers out there. Um, that's really what I want to see. I want to see um, teachers that are confident in what they're doing and know what they're doing so that we have um, a lot of great acro programs around the country. Um, so a few things that maybe we're doing a little bit differently, as I mentioned, we're actually trying to sort of travel around a little bit more and um, hit up a few more of the smaller geographical areas. I know that it's really hard sometimes for people to always be able to get to either just Toronto or Ottawa or Vancouver. Um, there's kind of usually the, the big hubs for, for all the things that are going on, so I'm hoping that by being able to travel and get closer to people, it'll be easier for them to come out. Um, as well as that, currently, um, each of the workshops are only a single day. So the beginner and junior level is one full day course, and then the intermediate and advanced level is one full day course. Um, so again, this just makes it a little bit more accessible to people. They can come in, they have to take you know a day away, set one day aside. Um, and don't have to come out for multiple exactly multiple days in an extended period of time um, and then of course just the syllabus so there's been countless hours and 
so many people have been helping out with it. So I've got so much stuff piled in there between the you know anatomy and biomechanic basics that I'm going to be reviewing with everyone. Um, we touch on, of course, the fundamentals of acro and then bridging into our basic skills and we have balances and stands and partnering and then all of those additional skills that I was talking about. Of course, in the later levels, we start working up to tumbling and more advanced flight skills and again, how to safely progress into those and, um, and spot those. And then on top of all of that, there are um, practical aspects of the syllabus. So there's gonna be a little like workbook section that you can take home and work on and fill out as you go, as you're working through the syllabus and the program with your students so that you know what you're doing and where you're going and, and where you should be progressing next. Um, as well as I'm gonna be offering um, some actual individual consultation. So once you actually finish the workshop, you have um, a designated amount of time, which should be the amount of time that you should be working on that practical work in the syllabus that I'm gonna be available to you to contact, say this specific teacher is having an issue with this or this specific student is having an issue with this skill, how do we fix that, where do we go from here? Um, and I'm gonna yeah, make myself available to those types of questions as you're going through your practical work, which I think is gonna make a really, really big difference in just uh, ensuring that long-term success of, of the ACRO programs that are coming in and working with us. Wow. That's great. Holy. <laughs> You're so much more well-spoken than I am. <laughs> I talk a lot. Um, so you have a certification course coming out. I do, yes. Um, so it's a workshop seminar that's coming up. At the end of it, it's not, you won't have um, like a certified acro teacher title as of now. We are working to get the program accredited. Um, but so it's just a really, really great professional development course that's coming up. Um, it's Saturday, July 28th and Sunday, July 29th in Kingston, Ontario. Um, so as I said, the, the full day Saturday will be the beginner and the junior level, and the full day Sunday will be the intermediate and the advanced level. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, we've got some people registered, and I'm just uh, really, really excited to get it started and, and just get some, some more knowledge and education out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Where can we find you on the World Wide Web? Yes, so <laughs> um, definitely check out my Instagram page. I have a new topic every week. My new topics are usually released on Wednesdays, and then every week I release um, anywhere between two to five posts on that topic. So it's usually tips and tricks to help you get your skills or conditioning exercises or stretches and so on and so on. Um, and that's great for teachers as well as students themselves to go on and have a look and uh, get working on those, those skills. So that is um, acro underscore demix on Instagram. I also am on Facebook. So if you search up Acrodemics, it's A-C-R-O dash D-E-M-I-C-S um, on Facebook, then you will find our uh, page on there as well. 
and we are currently in the process of launching our website. So if you check out our social media, then the uh, website should be posted on those within the next couple of days. Awesome. And the Dance House will link all of those below in our show notes. Thank you so much, Kristen. Ah, thank you, you for having me. You will be hearing much more of her in the future. So stay tuned and we will see you guys next time. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into The Dance House. Our episode recaps and important links are available at thedancehouse.com or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thedancehouse. Our music is provided by Majestic Color. Thanks and see you next time.